Good evening, brothers and sisters. The subject we've chosen here tonight is the the way of the tree of life. And uh, in 20 minutes that we have here, I hope we can can do this. It may not be complete, but it'll give you some thoughts to go home and and to, uh, to think upon. I would also like to thank the uh, Arkansas Bible School for inviting my wife and my family out and uh, to teach a class, and I appreciate it very much. And I would like to tell the parents here that your 13 to 15-year-old class is an ace. They are super. Uh, it's a good class. I have questions. There were seven of them standing around my table this morning at the end of the class asking questions, and I appreciate that very much. What is the tree of life? Well, let's turn to Genesis and let's find out what it is. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3. First, let's look at verse 22. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. What is the tree of life? We might be able to eat and live forever. Let's look at Genesis 3 and 24. The word way, W-A-Y, is something that we're going to mention quite often tonight. So what was the way? What was the way of the tree of life? So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way, to keep the way of the tree of life. The cherubim was placed to keep the way of the tree of life. There was a way to the tree of life, and the cherubic figure reveals it to us if we desire to search, and this is what we have to do, we have to search. The cherubim figure protected the way of life, the tree of life, from man's way. It was only through God's way that we may partake of the tree of life. So this evening, let's look at God's way, and we will see the beauty of God's way by sacrifice that tree. Man's way was to disobey and partake of knowledge of good and evil. God's way was by the shedding of blood. As the angel saw the nakedness of Adam and Eve and slew a lamb in order that they might be clothed with the coats of skin it was able to provide. This taught the principle of sacrifice. It revealed that the way of life is through death the death of the flesh, for also for without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Let's look at Hebrews 9 and 22. Hebrews 9 and 22. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood is no remission. Keep this in mind when we think of the way back to the tree of life. The covering provided is in contrast to what we see in Genesis 3 and 7, and let's take a look at that. 
And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. This was man's way. It was not acceptable. The covering was in contrast, which records how the naked conscious couple endeavored to provide coverings for themselves by sewing these fig leaves together. This man-made device for sin was a hiding of inequity. Instead of a confessing of it to God, that he might in mercy cover it. On the other hand, the divine slaying of the lamb was a typical foreshadowing of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Let's look in Revelations 13 and 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. This teaches us and all who understand that we must seek divine covering and that it is God's prerogative to forgive sins. Our sins should be made open that they may be forgiven as Adam and Eve were taught and even as David was taught with his sin with Bathsheba. After having demonstrated to Adam the divine provision for the covering of sins, it was next revealed that apart from this, there was no hope of redemption. There in Eden, in the sight of Adam and Eve, stood the tree of life. The partaking of that tree would confer immortality, and thus defeat the sentence of death that had been imposed upon Adam. Adam and Eve were <clears throat> therefore expelled from the garden, and the cherubic cherubim were stationed at its entrance to keep the way of the tree of life. The cherubim in Eden were stationed east towards the sun's rising. This was figurative of the purpose of God, the dawn is an emblem of the coming day of Yahweh when his rule will replace that of the flesh. The tabernacle and the temple also face the east so that throughout the ages God has caused men in their religious devotions to mentally visualize the coming morning without clouds when the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his being. Let's look at 2 Samuel 23. 2 Samuel 23, let's look at verse 4. And he shall be as the light of the morning, when the sun riseth, even a morning without clouds, as the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after rain, and also in Malachi 4 and 2, but unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Today we look figuratively towards the sun's rising to the east when we hope to witness signs of the dawning of Yahweh's day 
when his name will be at last honored by men. The cherubim in Eden, standing east of the garden and presiding over the way to the tree of life, exhibited the mercy and redemption of God. As Abel offered the firstlings of his flock and sacrifice, he would see the way leading back to the tree of life. Here he would see the principle of sacrifice, God manifestation, and eternal life. And each one of these would be revealing the other. By sacrifice of the flesh, God can be manifest in our lives. And when that has been adequately accomplished, to meet Christ's approval, we shall be ultimately granted to the right to eat of the tree of life. The way to the tree of life is a phrase that is used in, most, in a most significant manner throughout Scripture. Frequently the truth is described in the Scriptures by the two meaningful words of the way. Consider these three scriptures as we consider this sentence. Let's look at Genesis 6 and 12. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. Exodus 33:13 And we see here in Moses' prayer he says now therefore I this is verse 13 of uh, Exodus 33 Now therefore I pray thee if I have found grace in thy sight show me now thy way that I may know thee that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. Also in Proverbs 3, 13 through 18. Proverbs 3, 13 through 18. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. The reference here from Genesis 6:12 declares that the way to the tree of life was corrupted by flesh. It is restored in all its beauty by Christ. Christ declared, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." Let's look at John 14 and 6. Most of us or you can quote this scripture. John 14 Verse 6, And Jesus said unto him, speaking to uh, uh, Thomas here, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And if we want to search this out, it's so very simple to see what the way back to the tree of life is when Christ declares himself as the way. The apostles also spoke of the truth as the way. Let's look at some of these these scriptures. Let's look at Acts 9 and 2. And this one, the apostle Saul here was uh, was persecuting that way. Acts 9 and verse 2. Let's pick up with verse 1 that we see what's going on here. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto, unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues, that if he, find, be, he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And in chapter 19, verse 9 of Acts, But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. In verse 23 of that same chapter, he says, And the same time there arose no small stir about that way. And in chapter 22, 4, And I persecuted this way unto the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. And in chapter 24, 22. And when Felix heard these things, having more perfect knowledge of that way, he deferred them and said, When Lysias, the chief captain, shall come down, I will know the uttermost of that matter, of your matter. So we see here that the apostle here spoke of that way, and we can refer that that is the same way back to the tree of life. And brothers and sisters, we're keeping that way here this week. We are studying that way. We see that this seems to be the point of Christ's well-known words when he spoke of the way. And let's look at Matthew chapter 7. And let's look at verse 13 and 14. He says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Also, Isaiah, in his prophetic vision, heard a voice which spoke in this manner. Let's look at Isaiah 30 and 21. Isaiah 30, verse 21. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand, and when ye turn to the left. This way is severally described as the way of life. 
the way of truth, the way of righteousness, the way of God, the way of faith, and so on and so on. The use of this expression shows that the truth is even the way of life and not merely a set of doctrines to be accepted in a detached manner with no impact on our manner of living. This way is preserved or kept open by sacrifice, as the incidents in Eden demonstrated. Apart from sacrifice, the way is barred, as Cain discovered in his own loss. It is the way that will lead to the glories of the Most Holy. Thus the Apostle Paul wrote in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 and 20. Hebrews 10, verses 19 and 20. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. Christ has opened the way leading into the tree of life. As the cherubim overshadowed the way in the garden, so Christ overshadows our way now. We are walking that way, a way that is narrow and in which we must take care with each step. The tendency of the flesh down through the centuries has been to corrupt that way, for it is continually opposed to the principles of the way of life. The truth as the way to the tree of life presents in sequence the principles of sacrifice, God manifestation, and eternal life. Christ is this way back to the tree of life. The whole scriptures, it would take us weeks to really find out all we would want to know about the way back to the tree of life. But Christ says he is that way. When we keep the truth, we are keeping that way. This is our duty at all times in our walk in this life. We should walk along this narrow way that leads to life in confident assurance that the cherub figure still overshadows it. Let's look at Hebrews 1 and 14. And they not all, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Surely they are. As ministering spirits sent to minister for them who shall be the heirs of salvation, and if our walk ends in victory over the flesh, we shall be ultimately granted to eat of the tree of life and live forever. And let us go back to our first verse that Brother Henry read to us. Let's look at Revelations 2 and 7. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the ecclesias. To him that overcometh, 
will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Flesh has corrupted this way, but we have been given the golden opportunity to know of that way, and we know that that way is through Christ. He declares it himself, that no man cometh to the Father except by me. Let us walk that way here this week. Let us take this home with us, and let us continue to walk in that way.